1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. The world is going to a new way of looking at life, and it is artificial, it is intelligent, and it is coming to an experience near you. And uh, we're going to be talking about this in great detail right now. Yeah, and to help us do that, we're going to hear from Still Billings. He's the head of AI at Glue. He's a seasoned professional in faith tech ecosystems with a career spanning major technology companies and startups alike. Still has been instrumental in building technology infrastructure for faith causes and he holds a business degree and has roots in computer science and design and he's committed to leveraging technology to fulfill God's purpose and he's a Tennessean. Good morning to you still. Good morning guys. Grateful to be here. Well, Steele, it is really good to have you with us. And uh, there has been this unbelievable, I'll just call it a push uh, towards AI. And it came to light, ChatGPT really got the normal people just talking about it. But it seems everywhere. Why the big push towards AI? Well, such a great question to start with. You know, it's important just to go back. I mean, artificial intelligence was coined, that term was coined in the 50s. So the term itself is not new. The, the body of work around it is not new. But this, there's a new concept that came on in 2023 that really got everyone talking, and it's the idea of generative AI. All of a sudden, artificial intelligence creates things for us that we can put our hands on. We can see it happening. And so now everybody's asking questions of, well, what can it do for me? And specifically in the realm of ministry, we start to ask questions of, well, what can it do for ministry? How can it help us, you know, help people grow closer to God? How can it help us more with discipleship and evangelism? How can it help me as a church leader better navigate how, you know, and when to, to shepherd my people? Uh, maybe even talking about AI in the church and preparing maybe parents on how artificial intelligence could be impacting their kids. So we, we're seeing it really infiltrate every part of life and society we are focusing very heavily on the ministry aspects and, and answering that question of what are God's purposes for AI. Okay. I love that. And you're hearing the voice of Steel Billings talking about uh, artificial intelligence. And you use the word infiltrate, which uh, kind of freaks out a lot of people, Steel. I just got to say that, that it, if it gets its fingers in uh, different arenas, including ministry, um, the thought for those that are nervous about this is that it can be used for nefarious um, 
ideals instead of those that will lead people to the Lord, some things that could lead people away from them, unbeknownst to the people that are using the technology. It could. It, it, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, any any tool or technology that is put in the wrong hands or used with the wrong purposes in mind could always lead us to these negative outcomes. But it's important for us to pause and just say, you know, hey, God is not surprised by mm. artificial intelligence, right? We might be. We might be blown away by, you know, the, the new things that come out around AI every day. But God is not surprised, uh, just like God was not surprised around the boom of the Internet, right, a few decades ago. And what's important to know is, you know, the church chose not to sit out the Internet boom. We had these same concerns around the Internet boom of, you know, well, what if it's used for this wrong purpose or that wrong purpose? Um, and thankfully, today we're sitting here in a, a realm of artificial intelligence that has mostly just consumed the Internet, right? I mean, artificial intelligence has done a download, ChatGPT, for example has done a download of the internet and that's why people are using it so frequently is you can get access to information much more rapidly than they, they could in the past. And imagine if the church had set out the internet boom and chat GPT was not able to crawl hundreds of thousands of church websites or ministry sites, or, you know, have access to the, the gospel center content that, you know, even you guys are producing. Right. And so that's, it's an important role for us as Christians to just pause and ask the question of what are God's purposes for it? Okay. I think that's a great question. And you're hearing from Steel Billings and uh, right at the intersection of artificial intelligence and faith. But, you know, still a lot of people are wondering, is this a sign of the end times? Is this a sign of the Antichrist? Is this a sign of the mark of the beast, AI? You know, it's it's a fair a uh, question for people to be asking. And, you know, us as Christians, we're always called to be on the lookout, right? And to to be ready, right, is our, our command as Christians. Uh, but I think we have, a, we have a few seasons to go, at least in terms of when this type of technology itself could lead us to end times. Uh, now, whether or not it's an indicator, that's up to, to maybe some others that are smarter in that area uh, to decide. But it is important to understand where we are in even just the AI realm, right? There's a few different types of artificial intelligence. One is called narrow AI, and one is called general AI. Narrow AI means that artificial intelligence does what we ask it to. And so our friends at Barna actually did a survey just recently just to gauge you know, ministry leaders' perspectives and even uh, young and, and older people that maybe are not ministry leaders on how they perceive AI. Uh, for example, 49% of boomers said that they were skeptical around AI, citing what you're talking about, citing, you know, just the idea that it is autonomous and it has decision-making authority uh, or decision-making abilities, rather. And, and that's a valid concern, especially when we get into a general artificial intelligence, because that's when artificial intelligence starts making decisions on its own. Uh, we're not there yet, right? So it is, you can exhale. And you can say, hey, well, we're not to a spot where artificial intelligence makes its own decisions. It really does what it's told to do at this point. And so be, be a little more uh, at ease that we're not quite there. The technology isn't quite there to take over the world just yet. Steel Billings is our guest right now. He's the head of AI at Glue, seasoned professional in faith tech ecosystems, talking about artificial intelligence. And Steel, it's so good to have you with us here this morning. So great to be here, everybody. Thanks. This discussion is, um, it's, it's 
perfect for us as believers trying to navigate AI. One of our listeners just texted to us and said, I spoke about AI over it on Valentine's Day weekend. They had a couples gathering. One of the things that was placed on my heart was this um, thing about AI, just like scripture says that man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. Likewise, man was not made for AI, but AI was made for man. And we are to use it to benefit the good and not avoid, avoid it because it could be seen as bad. And I think that's where you are really trying to help us navigate as believers, this cross section of faith and artificial intelligence, which can be scary. It sure can. Yeah. I mean, but it, at the same time, it can be so exciting, right? If you think about the all of the good things that can come from it, for instance, in ministry, some of the things that we're seeing ministry leaders do with it, uh, you know, for instance, AI is, is connecting people to the right ministry within milliseconds. Online, mm. there are people who are finding websites that, you know, say, hey, are you struggling with anxiety? Are you struggling with this particular felt need? And within just a few seconds, you know, they, they would say, yep, here's my phone number. I would like to talk to somebody. We can route them not just to somebody who's on standby waiting to talk to somebody all over the country, but somebody who's actually in their local community who would one day want to have coffee with them. That's the goal is to create a, a coffee situation where I'm sitting across from somebody talking to them about my personal relationship with the Lord. AI is helping route those people to the right people within a few seconds or milliseconds. Uh, pastors are using it for researching sermons, not necessarily writing sermons. We are seeing those examples out there, but there's a lot of sermon research that this is helping with. This is kind of a new way of using Google, for example, mm. uh, you know, creating, creating media for our sermons or our weekend services, or our events, AI is helping with that. Uh, a couple of really cool examples are that on the teaching and training, we're using AI be used as a sparring partner. Imagine you are wanting to disciple somebody out there, right? You're thinking about who is it that God's calling you to go out and disciple, and you can just start asking questions to it and seeing how it responds and maybe even provide a critical response to it and see how it handles that objection. So that sparring partner is a great example of how people are using AI. And the last one is, you know, we have some friends that created a, a site called church.tech. It takes a sermon video and it turns it into dozens of other pieces of content like social media posts, discussion guides, and it even takes shortened clips of the videos. And what this does for pastors is it allows church leaders to not just have powerful content that touches people on Sunday, but it reaches out into everyday life. It seeps into the cracks of everyday life. And just imagine how many more lives are going to be changed when we're not just focusing on our Sunday content, but now we have materials that can really touch every single day throughout the week. Okay, his name is Steel Billings, talking to us a little bit about artificial intelligence and how these powers can be used for good for the glorification of the kingdom. And so you do need to um, tread lightly, I think, with new technology, like like anything. Some things can get away from us. I mean, things got away from us long before we had the internet or a computer. And so as a follower of Christ, Steel, just talk about it from that particular lens, that, that how can we uh, just individually, not the church global, but individually uses to help point people to the Lord as well? Well, when I, I would say it's important for us to focus on the, just the primacy of relationship, right? That this is not about relation, uh, replacing relationship, but enabling deeper relationships. Mm. We should not be looking at artificial intelligence as a way to 
uh, save money or time. We, we hosted something called the AI in the Church Hackathon this past year, which was just extremely exciting. Some of the brightest minds in the world joined together in Boulder, Colorado. And for about 48 hours, no one really slept. Uh, and we worked night and day to figure out what are God's purposes? What are some cool things that we could build using AI that would be glorifying to God? And somebody said this quote. They said, we should not allow AI to um, really expand our worst sin, which is selfishness. So don't look for AI to lead us down paths of selfishness, like saving money, saving time. Instead, think about how AI can be used to enrich a journey, right? And deepen somebody's journey or somebody's walk with Christ. And that's something that we should really hold to as Christians is just pursuing how God might use it to, to help us be better disciple makers, be better sharers of the gospel, uh, be, be greater uh, teachers of the word. 